0: It's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial rights. rights. Hey, what's going on everyone and welcome to another solo rip. Don't ask me which number it is because if I had a gun to my head right now, I'd probably lose this. I'm going to guess it's 46. If it's not 46, it's 47. 47. Uh, Either way, feel free to leave a a boost here down below and let me know if I'm right or if I'm wrong. Give me some ideas so that I can stay on track. Welcome to another solo rep. Once again, guys, this is the edition where I get to, as the name entails, solo rep on some things that I am passionate about, some things that I've been thinking about, some things that I just want to get off my chest, Sometimes the journal's good enough. Sometimes the peers and the associates are good enough. And other times they make it all the way to the microphone where we make it hot and we make it hot in here for y'all. So back with another episode before I go into the episode, I want to show love to the Talking in Bits tribe that, you know, supported Valley for Value Sats and the comeback episode last week. Uh, Don't forget the Under the Influence edition of Talking in Bits will be once a month. Go back and catch up on that last episode where I sat down with Shane um, and Kevin here from Unchained. And we just, you know, had some drinks and had some fun. Um, that's going to be a reoccurring segment here. So don't forget about that. Go catch up before the next one comes this month. Um, and look out for the Solo Rips episodes, as always, every Saturday morning. I don't want to take up all of your morning. These are supposed to be concise. For the Valley for Valley crowd, I appreciate those that, once again, Reached out, supported on the comeback episode. Bubba, I know you missed me. I missed you, good sir. I, I missed all everybody who listens to the show and everybody that gives love. I promise you, this is not a, uh, a lack of work effort thing. This is not a me not wanting to show up thing. Uh, this is a growth thing. This is me getting closer to the place that I want to be in life for me and my family. And ultimately, I really think that this is going to benefit talking in bits the show uh, because, you know, a better uh a better me is a better show it's a better content and lately i've been ingrained with being around some of the smartest people in this may- space the best people in this space so i promise you bubba and anybody else who's wondering this is for sure not a slacking at the wheel falling asleep type thing uh, this is just a uh, a phase, as I like to say, I call it, a season of Talking in Bits where we need to restructure uh, and be able to utilize all of the new resources, all of the new weapons, as I like to say, and all of the new tricks of the trade that I've been picking it up in, in my personal growth and my personal life. And I, I can't wait to bring all that to Talking in Bits and be able to get firing at full cylinders uh, like You listeners are used to having me here. So I got a few topics as usual that I want to go over here. Um, Some of them may hurt you in the pockets, literally. Some of them may not. Some of them are just uh, confirming your thoughts. Some of them are are me reminding you that a lot of these companies, um, although they're in the Bitcoin space, still do the fiat thing. And what I mean by the fiat thing, you'll find out a little bit more later, is is they just promise shit way too fucking early. And that's something that you guys got to keep an eye on here. Uh, But I wanted to start with... You know the the elephant in the Bitcoin room. If if not, it is the mempool. So if you don't know, or if you never go to mempool that space, or even care about mempool that space, go ahead, and get to your closest computer, type in mempool m e m p o o l space, and go ahead and see the train wreck that is the blockchain right now. Um, for those of you that don't know, the mempool is where you can see how many transactions are. Uh, Currently uh, waiting to be, you know, um, you know, confirmed. Um, If you have a transaction ID, uh, you can actually see where your transaction lies. If it's in the next block, if it's down the road, Uh, you can also predict uh, your fees. Right? How much are you going to actually pay for the amount of data that you're moving over the network? Because a lot of people seem to forget this. They're used to just like a one set fee thing in the fiat system, Uh, but in the Bitcoin system, it actually fluctuates, and it's it really depends on how much data, how many UTXOs. You're actually moving across the network so if you think about when you go to the ups or when you go shipping you go ahead and you know you bring in the heavy box they put it on a scale they weigh it and then you pay the shipping for that depending on the season depending on the the, the rate depending on you know i guess how busy or how popular uh the service is right now so you go if it's around christmas time guess what buddy you're going to pay a boatload of money for that big box If you are to lighten that box up, then you pay less, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But if you were to go with that big box, uh, let's just say at a different time of the year, maybe the summertime, maybe a time that's not so popular, uh, then you'll see reduced fees there. You'll see reduced rates there. So the mempool works in that nature, except it doesn't care about seasons. It cares about input flow, uh, meaning how busy it is, how many transactions are left, and who is the highest bidder of those transactions. So somebody who pays more, To get into the club, as I like to say, will always get their transaction mined before the person that doesn't want to pay more. Now, depending on your situation, that's perfectly fine, right? Sometimes you're paying your own wallet. Sometimes it's a cold storage move and you're not really worried about how long it takes. Uh, But if you are trying to pay somebody and you are trying to move Bitcoin across the network to get it to settle, then you better be on layer two lightning. Because if not, you're probably going to get extremely wrecked. Uh, And that's what's going on with the mempool. So I'm not going to speculate on what it is. I think ever since ordinals, um, the mempool has been completely jacked up. Um, uh, I think I've seen it over 200 blocks before, but this will probably be the second time since I've been in Bitcoin that I've actually seen the block size go uh, past 206 blocks ready uh, still to be mined. Uh, I saw that you needed at least 100 sats in order to not even get purged. That's another part of it, y'all. If, you know, the low priority is at 100 sats per byte and you drop in a transaction that's 50 sats, well, the network is just going to completely, you know, get rid of your transaction. It's going to return it to your wallet, basically, or it's going to null them by, basically remove it from the mempool itself. So interesting stuff to keep. Your eye on, but why is this important, Jose? And why are you bringing up? Well, first of all, this is another notch to Lightning. This is another reason why, when possible, you should be using Lightning uh, at all at all times. Now, Custodial seems to be the the fastest and easiest way to be able to use Lightning on the fly. I'm still a big Cash App user. I'm still a big Moon Wallet user uh, with their tricky Custodial non Custodial crap that they be talking about, and uh, you know Strike, et cetera, et cetera. But those transactions, obviously due to the the, the the nature of Lightning, are settling for me much faster. On the other hand, I have a bunch of sets that are waiting for me to basically move into multi cold storage. Uh, and those are basically sitting there because I don't have no rush to move those sets, but uh, I'm going to try to be patient and be able to pay a low fee for the example of the box so I can be able to move that Bitcoin over um, and, and, and pay a, a, a reasonable price for it. But there's another thing that you need that you can do here to basically um, get around this, and this is something that you shouldn't do right now. Definitely don't do this when the free rates are high. But if the free rates were to drop, you need to be future thinking and let this lesson here uh, know that this isn't the last time that the mempool will get blocked up. Even if it clears off in a week, uh, in the future we're gonna get situations of this, if not worse. So how do you prepare for that situation? Considering, like I've been discussing, that you have to move. Uh, A ton of data across the network and it's going to cost you well you do something that some people call maintenance Some people call a consolidation Uh, consolidation is the most common way to, to do it So what you do is you get all of your loose utxos, right? So every time you dollar cost average into a wallet, you're inserting a utxo into that wallet, right? So if you do it once a week, then by the end of the month, you got four utxos worth whatever amount you put into it in that wallet so now when you go to spend from that wallet, remember the example of the box being jam-packed. I'm gonna have to go ahead and send four right UTXOs, and I'm gonna have to pay the weight or the sats by weight uh on those UTXOs. And and the problem with that is is that, you know, obviously it's more weight, it's more mass, it's more money to sign. So imagine Signing uh, 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 especially a multi-sig transaction, which has a lot more information, which means you have to pay a lot more fees. Imagine signing a 100 UTXO uh, uh, you know, uh, transaction in the current state of the mempool. Wherever you do that, you're probably going to end up paying easily a few thousand dollars, a few hundred dollars. It's not going to be worth it. Uh, to be able to move that. I actually want to meet the people <laughs> that I see that actually take the hit on $400 transaction fees to be able to move some Bitcoin. They're either extremely big dogs, meaning, you know, hey fam, what's the point of 400 bucks if I'm moving 90 Bitcoin, like that I get, or uh, they really just don't understand the stuff that I'm explaining here right now, which is being able to Know the smart time to move in the big, uh, in, the, in the mempool and move in the network. So, what do you do? So, you wait till the fees get really low, right? And then you batch spend all of your UTXOs to yourself. You can send them to your own wallet, whether it's another wallet, um, like if you're going, I don't know, from Sparrow to Blue Wallet, right? Or uh, it, you can literally just send it to your next address up. Now, what that's gonna do is it's gonna grab all of the UTXOs, right, that you have in that wallet if you do a max spend. It's going to go ahead and spend that all, right? And then it's going to create one, two, one UTXO from what's left over uh, after the minor fees and after you went ahead and paid that wallet. Now, if you did a max spend, then you're going to get all those funds, but sometimes people do it with a small spend so that they can get the change refunded to them as one UTXO. This is actually really hard to explain, but I've been working on some educational stuff about this that you can go ahead and check out on Unchained YouTube. This is not a show. This is just stuff that we've been working on here because it is very complicated to um, try to, you know, uh, identify here. So the fees are low. You go ahead and let's say just use nine. You use nine UTXOs, you turn them into one UTXO. Now in the future, when you go to spend that same balance, you'll pay a lot less in fees because you're only moving one UTXO as opposed to moving the nine UTXOs. So if I'm getting a little bit into the weeds here, I'm sorry. I know this is an audio experience and you're not able to see it visually, but imagine you know, putting nine different things into a box or putting one thing to a box, which box is going to be cheaper and which one is going to be less for you to send. It's probably going to be the one that has the uh, one in it and not the nine in it. So that's what I highly recommend for people to do. If you're, if you're, if you're doing multi-sig cold storage, you absolutely need to really be ahead of this because with multi-signature includes multiple signatures, which includes more data, which includes higher fees naturally. Like multi-sig transactions actually have more fees naturally. Um, so you need to definitely keep eye on that but you don't want to spend bitcoin when the mempool is the way it is but you also don't know when you get well if you're like me you never spend bitcoin but you also never know when an emergency is going to arise and you actually need to spend some bitcoin and in that situation this is where keeping the the, the wallet clean right this is where keeping the maintenance clean uh, uh and keeping the utxos in order is going to be really 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 big so to sum this, uh, this section up, which is a really important section, and if you didn't really get any of this, I highly uh, recommend that you, you know, basically rewind a little bit and try to understand what it is that I'm trying to say. You really need to turn those many UTXOs from dollar cost averaging because everybody who's a makeshift investor or everybody that's this or everybody that's that is going to tell you dollar cost averaging is the best bet. Now, I would agree with that. Um, because, you know, we don't all have thousands of dollars to throw. And sometimes we just want to buy on the spot. Uh, if you're like me, you like to sweep your change into Bitcoin, uh, which is very effective way to dollar cost average. But you need to pool all of those UTXOs in, uh, you know, a surface level wallet, whether it's a custodial wallet or not, uh, and then be able to send UTXOs to your cold storage when they're big, when they're built up. So that when it finally makes it to you, to your cold storage, you have one UTXO worth the amount of all the other UTXOs, as opposed to having all of those UTXOs. And then inside of your cold storage, you're going to do the same thing maybe once a quarter, whatever it may be. You're going to go ahead and spend your UTXO to yourself, all of them and turn that into one. So if you have, you know, let's just say 0.25, 0.25, 0.25, you know, and four UTXOs, that's a whole Bitcoin, right? Uh, but you can go ahead and spend all four of those point twenty five UTXOs and get back one UTXO worth one Bitcoin, and that one Bitcoin in the future is going to be much more easier and cheaper for you to move, because you know as institutions start jumping on, as companies and 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 technology starts to like figure out that Bitcoin is the winner and Bitcoin is ahead of it all then naturally that the base layer is going to get completely jacked up. It's going to get completely slowed down. It's supposed to because it's supposed to function the way it functions. So the difficulty adjustment will fix itself every two weeks, but that doesn't change the fact that transactions can still go in and you can still get wrecked. So as I said earlier, this is a really good example lately how the mempool is of why lightning uh, development and lightning implementations are so important. Uh, but it also is a reminder that you need to keep your, you know, your your wealth uh, organized. This isn't just a dump it and go type thing. Um, and if you don't heed this advice, then somewhere down the road, you won't be able to dump it and go because it's going to cost you more money to move it than it's actually going to cost you to, than, than you actually have. And then therefore you did all this for nothing. So I know guys, that's a lot, especially if you're new to Bitcoin, you're probably listening thinking, well, they just told me the dollar cost average and that's all I need to do. Um, that is correct, and and that's an acquiring mechanism, and, and that it's not a bad idea. But unlike fiat dollars that just end up in this magical ledger of numbers that don't mean nothing, you you know UTXOs are actually data, and UTXOs, uh, if the miners want to show any interest in mining it, needs to have an incentive for it to be mined, uh, and those fees and that mempool will go up, and and uh, it will be harder and harder for you to be able to move any of that stuff. So. Uh, The mempool is a mess, make sure you do consolidations. Back to the real life world, uh, inflation prints at about 5%. Am I surprised? No, and I actually think it's more than that. And the reason I think more than that is because I'm a family man and I have a household and I manage the budget of the household. And if I don't want to give some exact details, but I will tell you that uh, spending has gone up more than five percent. And it's not because we're paying for Netflix subscriptions or more food. Um, It's because the clowns up at clown world over there at the Fed continue to play around, continue to lie. And most importantly of it all, continue to print money. Um, and, And this is where. You know, the kick the can down the road effect happens where people just think, see the number 5%, the average person, and they think they just need to work a little bit harder. Well, the real number is probably up in the 13%. And the problem is, is that no matter how hard you work, they continue to do it. So you will never see an end to it. And that, my friends, is the hamster wheel. That, my friends, is being able to chase you know, uh, a nothingness, <laughs> being able to be stuck in a life where you can't seem to figure it out. I was actually telling a homie earlier when I was talking to him uh, when he asked me how I found about Bitcoin. And as I found out about Bitcoin when I had the worst uh, when I was in the worst situation with fiat money. And what I mean by that is I'm working a job and a half. My wife, my wife is working a job. We're both trying to be entrepreneurs, yet we still can't seem to keep up check to check. Now, I knew the problem wasn't us. I knew the problem was something else. And, you know, long story less long, what we figured out is that the money was broken and that the money's actually incentivized to work against you, right? So many different conversations we can have about that, but just know that. Just know that the, the it's not you that's the problem. It may be. I mean, I don't know. Some people are just lazy. Some people just don't want to work. But if you're busting your ass and you're doing your very best and everybody around you is doing the same thing, then just understand the currency that you're interacting with, the currency that you're trading around is just completely broken. It just means nothing. It's it's worthless. So, you know, the, me seeing the news that what inflation prints out... Um, doesn't really mean anything to me because I think they're lying anyways. And I don't think they're going to fix it. And I don't think they're going to slow it down. And the only way they can fix it is by making every single one of, uh, you know, our basic human beings, uh, a life a living hell. So expect it to get worse, expect it to keep going, expect them to keep lying. This is something that they've mastered over time, the ability to lie and lie and lie and continue to do so with nobody being the author of spot checking them, right? Nobody has their boss to fire them. Nobody that can remove them from their position. They can just continue to lie. And if they fuck up on the lie or if they get caught on the lie, then they could just make up the next one with no repercussions for the previous one. And that's the type of system that governs us, uh, to be quite fair and to be quite frank. Uh, If there's somebody that wants to come on the show and try to explain to me otherwise how they're making decisions that's best for us and all this and this and this and that, I'll be more than happy to have you on the show. But I will say that if you are that person, you might be speaking a losing battle because this is the reason Bitcoin wins. And w- you have all the proof, you know, against working against you to say over the years, over the years, especially since we since 1971, to say that they're not out for our best interest. They're out for their own best interest. And unfortunately, we need to be sacrificed in order for keep for them to keep their best interest. And that's just how I feel about that whole governing system so remember they can lie as much as they want and they could just like refine the lie and make the lie better or make it worse or make it different um but other than that they're gonna need they're gonna keep doing it because there's no reason for them to slow down speaking of a somebody who may need to slow down and and this is what i'll end the solo rip on here uh, guys but the strike is at it again what do i mean by that well you have historically been documented here since the beginning of talking bits is saying that jack mauler's announces things way too early they're a hype company now there's plenty of marketing reasons why you can do that there's also reason to believe that you know that they are onto something and they think that they're actually going to hit a deadline and they haven't hit a deadline that does happen as well but the, the strike is the only company that i can think about in bitcoin since i've been in bitcoin that continues to do this over and over again i'm not gonna say that it's a lie a lie is really hard to put on strike and to put on jack or whatever um especially coming off the topic of uh, uh, of our government basically just being professional liars i'm not saying he's a liar i'm just saying that I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. Somebody just needs to call this out. I think I'm the person that needs to call this out. But I got an email from Strike earlier today. They collected my email, I'm going to say a year ago or so, about this Strike debit card that was supposed to be coming out. Um, I got an email today saying, oh, whoops, we messed up. We're going to backtrack on that, and that's not going to happen now. But they collected my email and did anything they wanted with that information. I don't know what they did. I'm not gonna say it's malicious, but the fact is is that you opened up a landing page for people to sign up, for people to refer friends. How many referrals did they get out of that, right? To be able to move up on this wait list that now doesn't seem to exist. And this is the same thing they continue to do. They continue to say, this is about to come out be ready for it they get the world pumped up everybody's really good uh everybody you know strike is the best and yo and all this stuff and all that and then eventually they just either delay it or it just doesn't come anytime where it's relevant news it comes later down the road um you know the argument is is that they're perfecting it before they get it out maybe that's the case i I don't know but to me if it's not ready it's just not ready And if it's in the exploratory phases or in the early phases, then it's simply just not ready. You just don't need to, you're not even being asked this information, right? Like nobody's even coercing you to give sneak peeks or shit that's coming around the corner. You're just publicly saying this shit because it sounds good to say, because it makes you seem very entrepreneur, because it makes you seem like you're moving faster than anybody else. But what it really is, is just a waiting game for everybody who really gives a fuck. Right, like me. Um, I don't need another debit card, I don't need another credit card, but they, you know, when they announced it, it, it was very early on where there wasn't that many of those around, like Bitcoin-backed ones. So to me, it was extremely exciting. I'm sure many of you guys signed up and referred some friends. Strike was able to get all that traffic and get all that, and now they just say, hey, thank you. If you got any questions, let us know. But you and I both know, or you and all of us know, that if you ask any questions, they're not really going to give you any answers. It's just a, a false promise that wasn't delivered. So, I mean, you know, Jack is Jack. Jack is him. Fun to talk to. Pioneer the space. Somebody who needs to be there. Uh, but, it, it, you know, it, it, you can't piss on me and call it rain. Not numerous times over and over again. That's where we have to kind of draw the line there. And that's where we have to separate ourselves there. Because if we don't, then who else is going to do it? Right. So just be careful with that. There's other companies out here that are basically working extremely hard to work on products that they're not yet announcing because they know that the honest thing to do is just to make sure it's working before you announce it and make sure that it's actually going to stay on the roadmap. So am I pissed off at Strike for this? No. But there's a common trend over the life of talking and bits where we keep noticing the trend of uh, overpromised and underdelivered by far, sometimes not even delivered at all. Uh, and I don't know what the business model is. I don't know what the setup is over there. I don't know. I, I, I know they, just, they closed a series, a 60 million series uh, some time ago. So there's definitely money. Um, I know they're trying to go global. They've been trying to go global for a long time. But the fact of the matter is, and the God honest truth is, is that here we go again, right? So if you guys got that email, like I, I got that email, let me know your thoughts down below on Strike. Let me know your thoughts in the, in the comments. Send a boost on, on how you feel about Maulers and, and his early announcements. Let me know how you feel about the Fed. Let me know how you feel about uh, consolidations. If you got any more questions on that, definitely feel free to reach out. I definitely want to make sure that you guys are able to move your Bitcoin in the future. If you got any questions on the mempool, I'll try to do my best or point you in the right direction. I'm here for y'all. I'm a, server, I'm a servant to the people. I'm here to give y'all the message. I'm warming my way back up. These jumpers are getting nice and smooth. Talking in Bits is getting back to prime form. And I appreciate you guys as always for your time. As you know, Talking a Bits will always be value for value. Um, and if it changes in the future, I'll be the first one to let you know. But I will say this right now, that's not going to change. Solo rips will always be value for value. Don't know what happens with the other shows, uh, with the other segments, like under the influence or the main chain. Uh, but I will say you can quote me on this. If anybody can clip this right here and use it against me somewhere down the road. These solo rips of Talking a Bits will always be value for value because the goal of the solo rips is to have you here in the room with me so that I could do what I do with my peers and, and my and my friends. And that's basically just talk about this thing that we love so much. And uh, this world that's changing so fast. So that wraps up this solo burp. I appreciate you guys as always. Make sure to tune in next week. Make sure to keep your eyes out for anything talking a bits. Um, you know we are warming up, but there's some things coming down the road for talking a bits. Appreciate y'all. Till next week. Later.